0: It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The Answer. AM 970 The Answer presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts.
1: Closer
0: to my Call now 866 970 9622. That's 866 970 9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman.
2: Hi, we're back, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate at 866-970-9622. And as promised, we are so lucky to have Craig Webb, and he is the editor-in-chief of Remodeling Magazine, a publication for professional remodelers that provides indispensable product information, design ideas, cost-estimating tools, and management advice that enables full-service remodeling businesses to thrive. Good. I don't want to say good morning. I never know what to say at eleven o'clock. Is it good morning or good afternoon? But uh, we're so thrilled to have you here, Craig.
3: Thank you very much.
2: Yeah. So, so tell me. I mean, the remodeling business. I know it's so big. Bu- look, everyone's remodeling. I mean, it's 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 so busy. How did you get involved with? Re- how did you get involved to begin with with the whole remodeling business? It's it's huge, and you're the, like the ultimate con- concierge. I mean, you're it. So we're so lucky to have you. But how did you get involved to begin with? Curious.
3: Well, I'm a professional journalist, and uh, I started out my life uh, as a sports writer. I, I spent 11 years with United Press International, the wire service, uh, finished up as their chief economic reporter, later went to the Wall Street Journal in uh, Europe and the United States. Uh, eventually, wow. uh, about 11 years ago, uh, joined the um, a company that is the biggest publisher of information about uh, residential uh, uh, housing in the United States and uh, started uh, writing first about uh, building material dealers, lumberyards, and uh, four years ago uh, took over this. Uh, we're a business magazine, so we have specialists on um, the best way to hammer a nail or uh, do a, do a, a joint uh, in, in some wood. I worry more about the, the financial and business management sides of things, so the Wall Street Journal experience certainly helps.
2: Oh, gosh. You have some some background. That's great. So, obviously, remodeling, I mean, is huge. Wherever you go, you see people remodeling. I'm in the midst of doing it myself, and I uh, can tell you I've made a ton of mistakes. Uh, So, would, would you say that remodeling, that people should, what should people do first when they really, Think they know, and you really don't know I mean if you're um, if you're thinking of remodeling your home and where should you go? what resources should you use? What should you know?
3: Well, the first thing to remember is that remodeling is probably one of the most traumatic experiences uh that a that a, a homeowner has. Um, I am the editor of a magazine. we have remodeling going on in our house and it feels like a home invasion, no matter how hard you try to avoid that. Um, so uh, you have to understand that. The The key, I think, is truly building up a lot of trust and understanding with uh, the remodeler you're, you choose uh, to work with. The uh, There are something on the order of 90,000 different remodeling companies in the United States that have payroll, and there are probably over a half a million different people in the United States who work individually as remodelers. So there's an enormous number of companies out there. Um, some are, are very, very, very good. Some are just brand new to the business, and when they say that they'll build you a deck, the first thing they do is go to the library and check out a book called How to Build a Deck. So you have to really <laughs> be careful when you're, uh, when, you're, when you're working with people and spend some time developing that trust. I would recommend you start by looking at members of two different organizations. One is called the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, or N-A-R-I, Uh, The other is the Remodelers Division of the National Association of Home Builders. So if you go to nari.org or nahb.org, both of them have directories. And the people who tend to belong to these associations often are among the very best remodelers that you'll find in that community.
2: So now when you say remodeling, uh, we're talking about anything from doing a kitchen over to basically the whole house. I mean, because uh, we're going to do a session on it. But, you know, I see that in many areas there are, Basically tearing the houses down completely. I mean, or, right. or close to tearing them down.
3: We tend so, to count remodeling as anything that's over a thousand dollars in expense. Uh, okay. Under under that, it's more home improvement. Uh, so we don't worry. We don't. We know that people say that, for example, repainting their child's bedroom is a is an act of remodeling. But we're thinking more about making physical changes to the house. That's how we would define remodeling.
2: Right. Now, would you, if you were doing a major, what would you look at first when, before you decide to remodel? I mean, you would look at a budget. You would look at, would you get an architect? I mean, how, how, what steps do you recommend people do?
3: Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the way it normally happens and uh, why I'm concerned about that. Uh, a lot of people uh, get their inspiration, their ideas, and their expectations from watching reality TV shows. <laughs> And what what you end up concluding after watching those shows is that you can do enormous things uh, in a half an hour at rock-bottom budgets, and uh, there are going to be traumas and surprises along the way. Uh, a better way, it's okay to, to watch those shows as long as you understand that they are unreal rather than reality TV, but they, they do give you some ideas about about what other people are doing. I also suggest, though, that you look at um, your local magazines. You go to sites like Houzz, H-O-U-Z-Z, which has uh, basically thousands of different examples of what people are doing around the country. Then um, ask yourself what your budget is, what, your real, what you can truly afford to pay. Um, you will then discover, no matter how hard you try, that you will probably have sticker shock when you go to a professional remodeler and so then go back and and, and look at things again. And um, from those two things together, uh, combined with the search for the remodeler, a good remodeler is probably going to ask you at the very start what your budget is because they're not going to try to recommend things that they know that uh, you can't afford at the very start.
2: Okay, now the word remodeler, uh, that's kind of a broad word. So what would you, when you talk about the word remodeler, is that somebody – that, in other words, I know I'm in the process of doing it, and of course, I really didn't pay attention to it, and I started by doing a few things, and the next thing, the next thing, they said, well, knock this wall, maybe you should do this, and before you know it, I really had no house left, and (laughs) I blame myself, because you know, whatever the guy said, the architect, well, yeah, this, and I said, oh, that sounds great, that sounds great, and then one day I came, and there was just no house basically left, so what so well, where the world, would you start? Would yeah, you well, the start world with an archi- of, the,
3: the world uh, divides into two different groups.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, the first group is, um, do you want to reach out to somebody who will do the design and then go out and find somebody who can execute that design? Um, and that is usually finding an architect, uh, you know, sort of like Frank Lloyd Wright never swung a hammer. Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright designed houses and and was a great architect, but he left it to the engineer or the the builder to figure out how to make the house stand up. Uh, and th- there are there, that is one way to go. Um, the other way to go is to if you're doing a major project, look for what is referred to as a design-build firm. And a design-build firm combines people who will design the project for you as well as construct it. Uh, so if the person only says, oh, I only build, I don't design, then you're going to have to go out and find a designer. Uh, if they say we're a design-build firm, then usually they have people in-house who can make suggestions and come up with those kinds of uh, sketches and the like that, that you're looking for. So that's the first thing I would do.
2: That's a good. That's good. That's a good uh
3: can bit I, of information.
4: Can I ask a question? Why is it so popular right now? Is it because of those TV shows? Or why is renovating such a huge thing in America now?
3: I think renovating is a huge thing right now because uh, we are undergoing uh, some significant changes in our, our, our housing or in our in our population, our demographics. You know, older people are uh, the baby boomers, their children are moving out, and they're trying to decide, well, what do I want to do with the place? Do I turn the bedroom into uh, an activity room? At the same time, we, we frankly have uh, pricing for new housing that's, that's out of touch for a lot of people. So it's, it's, it makes much more sense to try to find something that's a, that's a fixer-upper or, or a, something that needs TLC and then go out and, and do some work on it. Um, so you take those two things, and then you have the normal just fact that people move from one place to another, and uh, when they do... Odds are that within the first six months, they they want to remodel. All of those things are coming together to make remodeling um, probably more popular than it's ever been before.
2: And also, I I, I you know I I know that um, a lot of people where have homes and. Uh, maybe that they're in certain areas that are desirable. And, of course, there's a shortage of listings today. So uh, because, of, and that's pretty much around the country. So a lot of people say, you know what, um, let me fix my home. And, I, and again, I, I always stress that you shouldn't be the most expensive home on the block. But a lot of times, you know, people have knocked down houses or they uh, they. They've renovated, and the whole area is kind of changed and upgraded. So people say, you know what, I'd rather, like you said, upgrade my house and do that than move. Or they like where they are. They like their location or their kids are in school or something of that nature. So when you say um, pick a remodeler, it could be either going to uh, a builder or an architect or both depending on, I guess, how much work you decide to do.
3: Right. There is, there is an, a whole other class of people that we haven't talked about yet, and that's what we refer to as the home improvement or replacement contractor. They're the ones that you hear advertising that we will replace your windows, we will replace right. your roof, uh, we will replace your siding. And the difference between them and the other people we're talking about is that the home improvement uh, replacement contractor usually specializes in just one thing. That, that roofing is in their name, or siding is in their name, or gutters is in their name. Uh, whereas the, uh, the the more general remodeler, uh, the what we call the full-service remodeler, can do anything in the house. So, Okay. Would I be
2: incorrect in saying that, uh, you know, like if I was doing my roof over and that's what I only wanted to do, would I be incorrect in saying that I would just find a roofer i would not necessarily look for a remodeler if i was only doing my roof over or is what would you still say to look for a remodeler
3: in the cases of of the exterior of the house there are so many people who specialize just in certain parts of the house right. that you're probably better off getting a specialist is- um the other thing that sort of makes the major difference between a uh, a replacement company and a uh, a full service remodeler involves problem solving um A roof is not necessarily all that complicated a thing. It's got underlayment, it's got shingles. Uh, You need to fix the shingles, you need to fix the underlayment, you need to do a few things, but you're not necessarily reconfiguring the whole roof. When you want a new kitchen, you frequently are reconfiguring the kitchen. Or let's say if you want to have a bathroom that uh, is is growing up as you get older, so you want to have a walk-in shower rather than a tub, well those are those are things that are more complicated and the full-service remodeler is much more likely to be in the problem-solving business as opposed to the simple replacement of what you already have business Gotcha.
4: great what pays off the most
3: it depends on where you are in the country uh... we have a project that we do every year called cost versus value that is another place that people can go to get an idea of things we look at the cost of doing 29 different projects, um, and it's the exact same project in 99 different markets in the United States, and that way we can compare what it costs to do the same thing in across the United States. Um, two things tend to stand out no matter where you are in the United States. Uh, the first is that uh, things that things you do to replace. An existing project tend to get a higher payback uh, seventy four cents on the dollar invested uh, for things like uh, changing out a steel door changing a garage door uh, d- putting up some stone veneer on on the outside of the house uh, they tend to be uh, they tend to be higher in 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 payback for two reasons one is is the obvious if you're fixing something that's broken you guys know as real estate people that if a customer sees something broken, the first thing they're going to say is, well, we're not going to buy this house until you fix the window. Right. So obviously you need to do that. The second is curb appeal. In general, curb appeal projects go higher uh, than, than projects inside the house. And I think that's in part because, curb, as you both know, curb appeal is so important in, in setting people's moods when they walk into the house.
2: Well, and they might next, not even walk into the house if the no, appeal isn't there. So they might not even walk. I agree. In.
3: You're right. There's actually studies about the value of landscaping. You know, you know, nicely, nicely cut, nicely cut lawn makes a huge difference. Right. And we don't even count it, that stuff in our projects. The other is that I think inside a lot of personal taste comes to mind. Like, for example, you may decide that your idea of a perfect kitchen is the kitchen you grew up with, with avocado furniture or avocado you know, appliances and, and, and uh, plastic laminate countertops, because that's what you remember growing up with. And so you spend all this money to give yourself this perfect place that you think is wonderful, and the next person who walks in says, oh my God, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. If you spent $30,000 or $60,000 on that kitchen, the next person may hate it. So I think in some ways the payback on doing a new kitchen or a new bath and a lot of interior projects tends to be lower just for just for that reason the uh, the taste reason. So when you're doing those projects, I think the moral of the story is you ought to do them for yourself. Don't really try to do them with with resale in mind. Try to do well. them because they make you happy.
2: That's true, uh, but I I would just, from from my perspective, if somebody has, again, because I always give people advice as far as you're right, I mean, if you're going to pick an avocado kitchen because that's the color that you grew up with and you love, uh, somebody's, I would say 90% of the people will say it's ugly. So I try to tell, I I, I think it's when you're spending a lot of money and you're doing a kitchen or or something that's a, a big cost, uh, even though you should do it for yourself, uh, I, I tend to think it should be a, a neutral color. I mean, something that's got...
3: Yeah, and most people, you know, if most people do like neutral colors. I, I'm, I'm being a little extreme there. I do agree with you, too, uh, to this extent. The, the The general advice we give is that if you're going to have the house for five years after the remodel takes place, don't even worry about what you think the payback is going to be. Because real estate prices change so dramatically over the course of several years that the, the, you can't expect uh, that you can predict accurately what the return is going to be so on doing that project now if, you're, if you try to sell uh, later. When we do our cost versus value project, one of the things we ask realtors in our survey is to say, let's say that this kitchen got remodeled this year. This is how much this project's going to cost. How much do you think it will add to the value of the house if the house is sold within one year?
2: Oh, that's so, a good question. so you you're saying how much would it add if it was sold in one year, even right. though most people aren't selling it in one year?
3: And most people aren't selling. So in that case, if you're especially if you're going to be staying in the house for several years, do it for yourself, mainly. you know um don't do it with an eye toward reselling. And frankly, that's what. So in that case, then the cost part of cost versus value, which is an independent, scientifically developed um, price list that we set up, um, is most valuable to you because it at least gives you an idea of what it what it costs. For example, uh, you can download on costvsvalue.com. Oh yeah,
2: give us those websites again so where do we, we go Well, the,
3: the the first one that for cost versus value is costvsvalue.com. And in it you can download for example the cost of doing a project in the New York City metro area. Now you that know, goes Craig, basic.
2: We're going to have to hold that. They have to take a quick break. We'll come back on and we're going to give you some of the sites that you should go on to, to see uh, the value and the cost, but we have to take a quick. Hang on for, your, right for two Great.
1: Hey, have you heard about this? There's a new way to buy Jets tickets, the Jets Boarding Pass. It's presented by JetBlue and includes a mobile ticket to every 2017 Jets home game. And it lets you sit in a different seat each game. One game, it could be the front row. The next, the upper deck. That's part of the fun. Plus, you'll get your seat locations in the Jets mobile app two hours before every kickoff. For more info and to buy with just a small deposit, visit newyorkjets.com slash boarding pass. That's newyorkjets.com slash boarding pass. Or give them a call, 800-469-JETS. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Jet up.
0: You need a great business website, and you need it quickly and professionally done because you want to focus on your business. The skilled experts at BizTaraj will build you a website that'll wow your customers, and at a great low price. Whether you need a new website or you're making over an existing one, call BizTaraj at 888-461-4348. For one low price, you'll get a website that's mobile, hosting, beautifully designed, and gets ongoing maintenance. No gimmicks, no headaches. BizTourage websites mean business, and they genuinely care about your business. So call today, 888- 888-461-4348. 888-461-4348. BizTourage is easy to deal with and understand small business. Get a website that wows your customers along with all the support you need. Call 888-461-4348. No fuss, no headaches, just a great website for your business from BizTourage. Call today at 888-461-4348 or visit biztourage.com. That's B-I-Z-T-O-U-R-A-G-E.com. BizTourage, because every small business deserves an entourage. Call today
1: futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.
0: Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Invest in and control your own future. Get started right now by calling 800-914-5567. Leave your email address on my voicemail and I'll email you my free trade technique and daily insider's market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune. I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else because of Larry and his excellent instructors. I could trade successfully for myself and I'll never have to work for someone else again. Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know you. Again, call in the next 90 minutes leave your email address on my voicemail 800-914-5567 800-914-5567 The sounds of summer kids playing, birds chirping,
5: the ice cream truck. Too bad all you can hear is that ringing in your ears. It's your tinnitus actually pronounced tinnitus. If it's driving you crazy call Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld and Associates on Long Island. They specialize in treating tinnitus patients just like you.
2: Hi, this is Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld. Our office has a variety of proven tinnitus therapies. If your ears are ringing give us
5: a call call dr melanie hertzfeld at associates 516-364-0011
0: 516-364-0011 it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 Here's douglas elements ceo Dottie herman
2: we're back with Craig Webb, um, who is the uh, editor-in-chief of Remodeling Magazine, and Eli, um, hang on. Um, we're glad to answer your question. I just want to kind of finish up on this topic. So you were giving us websites to go to. So it was remod- costs. cost?
3: vs <coughs> Costvsvalue.com to get Remodeling Magazine's cost versus value report. Give us a little information about yourself. You can download a local market report. And then to learn about who those, where the good remodelers are, I suggest you start by checking the two national trade associations, uh, NARI, which is N-A-R-I dot org, or the the remodelers uh, division of the National Association of Home Builders, which is N-A-H-B, B as in boy, dot org.
2: Okay. Now, let me ask you something. What is the request if the homeowner if, if, if everything goes bad and the guy... Is there insurance that he should have, or
3: well, or, or is the is,
2: contract has to be written? In?
3: I think one of the biggest problems that happen uh, between remodelers and customers has to do with the quality of the contract. Uh, right. they, they frequently are uh, not anywhere near as comprehensive as they ought to be. They don't talk about these kinds of issues. Uh, sometimes it's all done on a handshake, uh, and, and lots of things are assumed rather than being written in. And in, when you get to those kinds of conflicts, that's when going to the paper really matters. So I would recommend that if a, if a contractor comes to you and doesn't propose a contract or has a contract that looks overly simple, that's where you sit down and start, start saying, okay, well, let's start getting into some details here. What's the situation? Let's write it down. Uh, the second thing is to get used to the notion that you are probably going to change your ideas over time, or as walls get knocked down, people will discover things that they did not see before. And then you right. get into what are referred to as change orders. And change orders are also a, 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 a usually a, a huge issue of dispute that happen between remodelers and customers. So um, understand what those are and what they mean and how to use them.
2: Could it also be that when people um, are imagining what something looks like, when they actually kind of see it, maybe they imagined it wrong?
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and and that is, there are some very good remodelers uh, that recommend that as soon as they get a, a potential customer, they say, uh, "Why don't you go to House as an example and set up a profile, and then start collecting things?" Or or if you have a Pinterest. If you like Pinterest, go to Pinterest and start collecting things. Because what will happen frequently is that somebody will say, well, you know, I really like mid-century modern, and or I really like early American. And then you start looking at the pictures, and you realize that's not mid-century modern. That's right. not early American. You know, you're right. making assumptions. Um, and uh, frequently what ends up happening is is that if you have not specified something, then little things will happen. An arch that you thought was going to be done in one way gets done in another way. And you walk back in and say, what were you thinking of? Well, this is my idea of an arch, the, the remodeler might say. And so to get all those things worked out in advance is, is super important. Um, you talked earlier about architects and designs. One of the biggest trends that's happening in the country is um, uh, virtual reality. You know, those, Google, those goggles that people wear. Uh, Some very good remodelers are starting to take their their designs and put them into 3D functions so that you can put on those goggles and you can walk into your virtual kitchen. That's what I
2: wish I would have had because it's very hard on a plan. I mean, they were showing me plans, and I'm like, well, like I can't really see it this way, or maybe it was – you know, yeah. or maybe or if it's more than one room if you don't see every, and it's open if you don't see the whole thing laid out it's hard to tell so that i think is great if you can find somebody who does that i know that would
3: those yeah, be- are the you things know. are happening and regular software is also much better one thing that they can add for example is if you have, if you have a, a room that's uh, that has windows they can even show you how the sunlight will come into the room at various times of the day
6: uh oh, that's
3: so, great advice. You you know,
6: I just want to add to putting these things to paper, you know, purpose of contracts is many fold. One of them is to make sure that people are seeing eye to eye. It's not just to keep people from breaching the contract, but getting the other side to understand your needs, you know, and one of the biggest complaints we get is, is not finishing on time. (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't know that. I agree. It's finished on time.
3: <laughs> yeah. A lot of that also has to do with um, expectations of the customer, um, yeah. ideas about how long it really takes to get a product delivered, uh, I, and and finally, you know, all those all those tiny little little things at the end. You know, a mistake gets made or whatever. One thing I also would recommend strongly is that as you're uh, checking out potential uh, contractors, ask them questions about how they prepare the place and attempt to keep it clean and keep the rest of the house clean
6: yeah. while
3: they're working on the job because that's going to tell you a lot about how um, how how good they are at considering your needs
6: if they' yeah, that's they're, a good, that's a very good point because you know it could be that they Mess up everything, and then they do clean it up at the end, but that'll drive you nuts while it's going on. So, if you're well, a neat and, freak, then and, you know, and make frequently sure they your
3: idea of what's clean and their idea of what's clean, <laughs> two
2: different things,
3: yeah, two different things in and general. And even, <laughs> even simple questions like, um, do they take off their shoes when they walk into your house? Um, will they bring a porta potty in, or do they expect to use your bathroom? Those yeah, those little you know, things and, can can really also, make a difference in your relationships.
6: And as I also always tell my my clients, <clears throat> you know, generally the people that are having the contracting done, you got to be reasonable. You got to understand that that uh, you can't predict every single thing that happens in a in a renovation. As you said, there are site conditions, there are changes that have to be made. They encounter things they weren't anticipating. People get sick. You know, uh, okay. we had somebody that was supposed to start last week, and one of his Man, crew guys got kidney stones. What are you going to do? I mean, you can't yeah. yell at the guy. He got kidney stones. I mean, they hurt. You know, he can't come to work. So you got to. You also got to have a little give too on the customer side. They can't expect it to run like clockwork every time. Yeah.
3: One thing you should also be aware of right now is that um, the, the booking, uh, the bookings that these good remodelers have, are getting longer and longer. Uh, right now, the average in the United States is about seven weeks before they can even start working on your project. And depending on certain parts of the country, it's as long as three months before they can even expect to start working on you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So patience on both sides is important.
2: Right. But the most important thing really is to find the right person and someone that you feel comfortable with. And I think you summed it up with getting a good contract and coming up with things that – possibilities that you wouldn't think about but in case they occur that you have covered in your contract – uh, let me ask: How do people get in touch with you? How do they get? Can they get your ma- can they get this magazine, or just go to the website, or what's the best?
3: Well, the print edition of the magazine is to the trade, but anybody can go to our uh, website, which is remodelingmag.com, remodelingmag.com, and and read. And like I said, the use the the the, the, the shortcut to cost versus value, which is probably the thing that matters most. Uh, to the typical customer is costvsvalue.com.
2: Thank you so much. You have really. We hope that you'll come on again. I mean, I could. We could listen to you for two hours. Uh, <laughs> it was, and so many people really. This is really so, so important because so many people are doing remodeling and you know after the fact make mistakes. So. You'll always make a couple, but at least you, you you have some knowledge of where to begin. And we hope that you'll come on again and thank you so much for I being would love with to. Us.
3: And it's nice speaking with you. Likewise. <laughs> have, have fun. Thank
2: you. You too. Wow. I mean
3: It was great. Nice.
7: Great smart,
2: smart great. and smart. Not like what I did. So
7: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Eli> <laughs> Who is kind waiting.
2: of sat down and said, Okay, here's what we're gonna do and I had a kind of a uh, the semi-informal contract, I, I'm not complaining about it, but I, but I think that you're always better off having things spelled out.
6: I think, so. Dottie, you know, I do a lot of renovations, too, on on some of the homes that I purchase, and then sometimes we sell, sometimes we hold on to it for, for a while. But my biggest, I guess, advice for our listeners is, you really, you know, expectations are so key, and sometimes when you go into contract, if you don't have any experience with that contractor, you don't know what to expect. So for me, what I like to do is if I go to a friend's house and I know that they just remodel, remodeled their porch or their bathroom, I'll ask them, you know, was your contractor? Because nine out of ten times looking at the finished product, you'll get, you know, what you're, what you're looking for, right? So I always look for that trusted that's, resource and, and things of that nature. So
2: That's really a good step really Uh, there's nothing better than a referral or somebody who's used somebody and is happy with them so i think that's great advice ace now let me take some quick questions who have been waiting on the line eli from new york city been on the line thanks for waiting Uh, and good close afternoon how can we help you what's your question do i have eli hello hi eli
0: Hello.
2: yes we've got Uh, you can um, you hear i
0: have a
4: I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm on the, I'm in the cell phone. I'm sorry. Um, I have a couple of questions. Sure. Uh, one sure. that just came up is I'm working with a, do you know anything about New Jersey real estate, um uh, real estate brokers and stuff like that? What would you New like York? to know?
2: Well, yeah, well, what, what kind of a, what okay. would you like to I'm
4: working with a broker and, um, we, we gave him applications for two apartments. One, was with a different broker, called, uh, and one was um, a property that he was brokering. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
4: we just found, and um, we signed with him on uh, on his property, only because we never heard on the uh, other property with the other broker that he that we went to, and we just I- found out that he never submitted our application oh. and credit report. Uh-oh.
2: That's, that's not good, eat. Eli. Hold on because they're making a, they take a quick break. I just hold on. That's a, g- a good question, and uh, doesn't sound like they did the right thing to you, uh, by you. Hold on, we'll be right back with Eli um, right after this break.
5: Sometimes what you want most from your car is nothing no headaches no surprises no anxiety when it's late at night and you're on some distant freeway in a thunderstorm that bit of nothing is everything and that's what you get when you purchase a certified pre-owned mercedes-benz from your authorized dealer because only an authorized mercedes-benz dealership has the skilled technicians to certify that your pre-owned vehicle is up to mercedes-benz standards Only Mercedes-Benz can back their certified pre-owned vehicles with an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years with roadside assistance included. It's time to experience confidence that's as unlimited as the warranty. Visit the certified pre-owned sales event now through August 31st, and you'll receive two years of prepaid maintenance and special financing available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz
2: dealer. You've waited long enough. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties.
5: Mike Gallagher here for Relief Factor. You might be asking, who should consider ordering Relief Factor? Well, anyone with pain that's keeping them from doing things that bring joy to their life. Maybe taking a long walk, not having the pain, riding a bike, playing golf again without pain, opening a jar or sewing or using a hammer, even rolling out of bed every morning without pain. For me, I had hip replacement. And then I had a little bit of a scooter accident in New York. Left me miserable. Aches and pains until I started taking Relief Factor. Heard about him on the radio. I started to take Relief. Factor, a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening, you know what? I was completely pain-free. I want to prove it to you by you taking the three-week quick start from Relief Factor. It's only $19.95. Do you know 80% of those who take the quick start order again? We know it works. So if your pain isn't worth the price of a cup of coffee a day to lower, then you're not in much pain. If it is worth it, try the three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, Relief Factor.
0: It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866 970 9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO Dottie Herman.
2: We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate, 866 970 9622. We're on the line with Eli, who basically has. Let's go back to that question. You had two, you submitted two offers, or you one with a
4: broker. Well, broker. Off, the broker we were working with had, a, had um, an apartment that he was representing, and a different broker had another apartment. And we're working with, the, with, one, with this broker, and he was supposed to submit the application to both apartments one his, both apartments to the owner, one his apartment, and one with the other broker. Uh, he we found, found out that, that he did. That he submitted our application to the other apartment. Because he uh, apparently he wanted us to uh, obviously do do business with him where he would probably get the full commission.
2: So you found out for a fact that he never submitted your application right. to the listing that was another broker's. Correct. Correct.
4: Because we we looked and the uh, that apartment is still on the market, and we called the broker of record and she said that she never received our application or credit report, which we submitted through our original broker.
2: Hmm. Well, that's unethical. I, I, I... Very,
4: very uh, unethical. Is there think any repercussion person? or anything that can be done or, or just a complaint?
6: Did you confront this person to ask what happened?
4: No, not yet. I didn't um, want to I do st- anything until I knew yeah. what my position is.
6: You know, I'm a big fan of getting the facts, so I would start with confronting them. Say, listen. I know you didn't submit it. What happened? Tell me. You know, be honest. And then, you know, if it's a, a sinister motive, right, Dottie? I, I think I would report them, certainly to management. You would want to know if.
2: Well, management, if, you, uh, should, you can you can report them to the
6: Department, Department of State, 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 State. Yeah. in
2: Jersey mm-hmm. because to me that's yeah. very that if that's true. Now remember, if right. that's true, that's that, that is totally unethical. But you, now you're talking to another woman who tells you they don't submit the offer. So what I would say to mm-hmm. her is, could you do me a favor? would you put in writing for me that you never received yeah. my offer? Mm-hmm. Okay? Because, yeah. you know, you that never sounds know like what's a... So, you know, see if she's willing to put that in writing that, you know, you vouch that you've never seen my offer, never got anything. I think I would start with her just to make sure that that okay. part of it's correct. Okay? Thank you. That's good. And, and then I, listen, if somebody did that, I think I would go to the state because that's really unethical, and I think they should have something done to their license. If that's correct,
4: thank you. My, Unless- my other thank you. My other question was, um, basically, in New York City, um, the difference going to the Upper West Side or Upper East Side, uh, insofar as valuations.
2: You mean which is worth more? Is that what you're saying? I mean, what? what yeah.
4: Where can you get? Uh, basically, you know, the the, um, the price per square foot or something like that, because um, we're also looking in the city. So,
8: um, Eli, the first thing I would do is decide your lifestyle, transportation, museums, where you want to be, where you need to be. and
4: Well, we're determine- looking at, at some place on um, West 86th Street between Amsterdam and um, Broadway, I think it is.
8: So I would say that's a fabulous location. Yeah. You can walk to any restaurant of... Very diversified great, great, wonderful location, great transportation to almost anywheres
2: and that 's important in the city where transportation is i think look, I think that 's a great area, I think there' great air- I think that the upper east side also has great areas i think it 's a matter of it 's not even a matter of price point it 's a matter of preference,
8: yeah, yeah,, and
2: what I would do is i mean if you haven 't already. Maybe take, you know, it's nice out. Spend some time walking in the west side and the stores and, and the restaurants and see. And you can kind of get a feel for the, the – and then do it on the east side and see which which feels more like you because they're really both great areas.
8: Yeah, and then be able to uh, maybe visit some open houses so you can take a look mm-hmm. and see what the prices are. Know what your budget is, just like we talked about renovation. It's a good but it's, way you to... can't
2: really give an exact number. It really depends on the apartment. It depends on, you know, a lot of things. What well, we want.
8: And post-war. I think that
2: there are many people that like the west side better, especially if they're a little artsy. There are many people that like the east side. There are more schools there. So it really more is reasons. something that I think you have to live there. It's a lifestyle. And even right. though the city is small, relatively small, it's, you'll just, there's a whole, I think, I think it's a little bit more laid back, the west side.
8: Definitely. It's a little Definitely. bit more laid back. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you have to just spend some time there, just walk around and you'll see. But that, where you're talking, if, if, if you do find something there, that is a great, great spot.
4: Yeah, yeah well, that. it's a pre war building that I'm looking at. So, um, the apartments are. Is it a co op or a co uh, op? A co op. It's about 1,500 to 1,600 square feet. Nice, well, pre war.
8: So uh, you know, I don't like to quote anything, but I would probably say a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a foot, possibly. Again, is it twenty-four-hour doorman building? You've got to look at all the different areas. Is it pre-war? Is it uh, post-war? So each building, um, yeah, pre-war is a twenty-four. Well, you can you
2: can listen. You can call any broker up, and you can get what's sold in the building. Or what's right. sold close, so that I would always do. Yeah. But you have to love it. I mean, you know, I mean, truthfully, I'm not saying somebody should overpay by a lot, but it's not a science pricing. It's so you don't want to. You, you kind of want to look at something that's in the ballpark of what most things are going for in that area. But basically, my advice would be. First, find where you want to be, and if you want, then just go to a broker, and they'll be glad to give you some comps, even if you're not using to, to tell you what's gone on. All right? Having right. School, but that's a great area. Yeah.
8: Eli, I we would recommend an yeah. agent. Use an agent.
2: Okay. okay. Thanks, Eli. So thanks, Eli. Let us know how you make out. I've got maybe five minutes. I want to take Kevin from Staten Island. Hello? Hi, Kevin.
7: I would don't. I got a question um, in the process of selling the home, and it's about the war of water question. Um, the neighbor's downspouts and stuff. When it comes down off his house, it comes onto the property, and it 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 doesn't flood. It you know it'll go into the ground and stuff. And if it's you know a heavy heavy these monster rains we've been having lately, they'll get dampness in the base in our basement. Now, is that something that's got to be disclosed on the disclosure statement?
2: Say that now. Your neighbor's <clears> house?
7: So yeah, his neighbor's downspout? House, yeah, when the downspouts from his house, that water comes onto our property. Well, and when it rains, right. you know, and then it just drains into the ground. But if it's a big monster, you know, monster rains that we've been having, then it gets a little deep. And then it goes into right. the ground, and then we'll get, we get—we don't get water in the basement per se, but we get, you know, dampness in the basement.
6: To be, to be clear, the the water spot is not directly dumping onto your property, but rather dumping onto his property, and then it flows onto your property. Is that fair? Yeah, right. yeah,
7: but from where it well, comes down on his property is only maybe mm-hmm. two feet away from our property.
6: Yeah. Generally, you have to disclose, I mean, certainly under New York law, I'm not a license in other states, but in New York law, you have to disclose things that are what we call latent defects. And, you know, almost every judge that writes about latent defects uses the same example, which is uh, water in the basement. <laughs> so uh, that's like the classic example of latent defects. So moisture in the basement, moisture to the touch is going to potentially grow mold. And therefore, uh, you know, I think that legally you probably have to disclose it. Certainly, I think. Mm-hmm. From a marketing standpoint, Dottie, wouldn't you want to get out and, uh, ahead of something like this and talk about, you know, maybe get an expert in to see what it would cost to remediate this before you start marketing? Would you, would you want to you do know, that? You
2: know, Jerry, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty familiar with most of the things that happen or legally in real estate. I, I have to tell you that's a good question to ask because this is the first time I've ever heard that kind of a question where it's really mm-hmm. not your home. It's your neighbor's home and your neighbor's home, you know, it's, it's their, it's really their issue that's affecting your home. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know legally if you would, or you wouldn't have to disclose that, but I do know that what I would do just for the heck of it is find out, is there, cause I don't know how much it would cost to alleviate that, but I might go to the house and say, listen, I'm, I'm selling my home or I'm thinking of selling my home and, uh, your I water, you. you know. Do, yeah. you, do you have any idea of how much that would? Co- I don't know how much it would cost. It might not be a lot of money, and if it's not a lot of money, then maybe it's worth it to do it.
6: Yeah, that's yeah, a good I point. Did. I mean, does it, does it, does it dampen the basement even if that diversion issue weren't there, or is this only caused because, or exacerbated because of their diversion? I, do, I think. It's probably yeah, because just when that.
7: it's the rain and stuff. Otherwise, the basement yeah. it's dry. Well, you know, well, and when I and I brought it to his attention, he told me, "Well, that's your problem." So, That's you know, nice what approach. would alleviate it? <laughs> Invite probably, him for a barbecue this weekend. <laughs> yeah, would be probably to put a wall between the houses, and then that water would become his problem. Yeah. Yeah. I,
6: I don't know Ground if you need to go, and to, and go and to that change. extent. I, I, My, you know, look, I think Dottie makes a very good point. You know, what know. would it cost? Get the facts. What would it cost to yeah. address the issue? Rather than speculating, no, not, none of I, us I, I
2: had, had it in my house, where and it wasn't from somebody else's, but... Were under certain weather conditions where the wind blew a certain way, it somehow it it could get in my basement, and it would only happen very rarely, and the wind would have to be a certain way.
7: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, and you know, I don't know. I mean, I might I might just bring it up, but I don't know that. I mean, if it doesn't, does it happen a lot?
7: Not really. You know, just the, more this year because we've been getting these monster rains lately. You know, like Florida rains almost.
8: And, and the challenge
2: is... And when, maybe there's yeah. a drain system, that you know, because what I had to do is the gutter... Uh, we had a... I don't know.
4: Does it come in in the same spot?
7: Yeah, pretty yeah. much on that one side of the house where he is.
6: Yeah. You know.
2: Well, Jerry, what's your verdict?
6: My verdict is, uh, having bought a house that had undisclosed leaks in it, I was not happy when I got here. I would have still bought the house anyway. I just would have liked to know about it. I think you should... First get an expert in and see what it costs to remediate this. If it's not a big deal, maybe you consider doing it before you start marketing or at least be able to tell the buyer what it will cost.
2: Yeah, and if you do find that, let us know. That's a great question. It's the first time.
6: Don't invite your neighbor to any parties. Yeah. It's not a very nice neighbor. All <laughs> right, keep us
2: posted, process? Kevin. Thanks for calling Iron Real Estate. We'll be back next week. Have a great week.